dedicated to the goalkeepers of non-league football. We're joined today by former Bursko, Wigan Athletic, Accrington, Chorley, Skelmersdale and Southport goalkeeper Zaki Zach, thanks for coming on and joining us. My pleasure. And how are you finding uh, everything at the moment with all this coronavirus lockdown, coming out of lockdown, going back into lockdown? If I'm honest, um, I love my time off in the first lockdown. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've never had that time off in my life. But to be honest, I'm, I'm a bricky, me a builder. And we've been back ever, since the first lockdown. We've mm. been back and I've been working ever since, really. We've been working through it. Um, so it's good, really. I'm glad to... I think it's good to get out really and clear your head because to be honest when when you're in all the time and it gets a bit repetitive and like they're on about your mental health and all that these days and um yeah i think it's good to get out and i'm lucky enough for my job that i can do that i can get out for a few hours have a laugh with my mates um socially distance obviously but <laughs> but um yeah it's good like um if i at work at home it's not for me that you know what i mean i, I probably get fed up easy I know what you mean, yeah, so just starting talking about your career, or just chatting before we started recording, you were born in New Zealand, uh, what was that like, did you live over there for long, or did you come straight over to the UK? I come um, over when I was about two, yeah, well it was, uh, my dad's family are all from over there, um, basically me, me mum and dad had met, and my dad's family emigrated over there, and um, yeah, my mum got homesick because my granddad got ill. Um, and me and my sister were obviously born over there um, and yeah I was only like two pushing three and um, my granddad got was unwell so my mum wanted to come home and my dad um, <laughs> yeah I've never forgiven for it since um, I see the lifestyle they all have over there and I think bloody hell brought me back to this dump yeah to be if I'm honest actually funny, funny enough me, my cousin just before lockdown uh, the first one he actually come over because even though it is good over there and it looks great on the eye, it does not as much to do. Like he, he come over here and he, I took him um, around the local pubs watching the football, and he was amazed. He was like, "I can't believe how good it is." It's like you know, like round ours, there's only three or four people in the local pub from out. No, I mean, and it, it's something you take for granted. But yeah, so we've been over here ever since, really, and all his family's over there. Started at Wigan Athletic. Uh... What was that like? Because they were obviously on quite a big uh, projection uh, up through the Football League at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, if I'm honest, I was a left winger. I was playing for um, Wigan Raiders with a few of my mates. And um, we, I went to Pilks. And um, the keeper, I'll never forget his name. I'll never forgive him. Uh, Richard. He, he said he were, I think he hurt his finger or something. Managers go in there. Who wants to go in there? So... I goes, go on, I'll go in there, give us gloves. I thought, bloody hell, soft get, kill me. I thought I was going to, no, I mean, I thought I was ready to score. I thought I was um, doing well in the game. And yeah, I went in there and I, I played really well. And uh, he was like, you're going to have to play the next game because he's saying he's not up to it again. So I played the next two games. And um, after the game, a scout come up and he was like, um, I'm from Wigan Athletic. Um, I like, I'd like you to come down for a bit. So I'm thinking, so I said, I'm a left winger, me though, like, what, playing outfield? He's like, no, no, I've watched your last two games in net. He said, I think you um, you could do all right, like, so I was like, 
I was like, what do I do here? I'm like, I, like, I, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm not a goalie. So my dad said, what do you want to do? Why don't you just go down and see if you enjoy it? And um, I did, and within two, three weeks, I remember it was quite quick. He just signed, signed me up straight away, and I got into it. I started thinking like a goalie then, and getting me head on it and trying to look up to like I always looked up to Peter Schmeichel being a Man U fan as well. So, yeah, that's how it started, really. And when you were at Wigan, what sort of uh, players were you playing alongside in the youth team for anyone who follows football and particularly the football league? Well, the um, the big the big name. He was um, a couple of years older than us, but we used to all train in the same, like, you know, on the same field, basically. And uh, Leighton Baines was the big, big name. He was coming through and he got straight into the first team. He was only tiny. Um, he got into the first team about 16, really. Um, so I think there's a, other ones who've done well. I think Dan, Danny Williams, um, who was at Clitheroe with me at one point, he ended up playing for Inverness Caledonian Thistle. I think he's still playing now, actually. He went Accrington and then... He might be at Halifax now, I think, Danny. Yeah, he come through the ranks in my year. And yeah, there was, there was a few who did well, but obviously Leighton Baines was the obviously the one everyone looked up to because he, he went all the way to the top, really. Played for England and, yeah, he did really well. <laughs> Better than all us. Someone to uh, aspire to uh, be like and to break into that first team, then. Yeah, um, like I said, I, I went there at eight, Wigan, um, and I was there all the way up to 16, just turning 16 for scholarship. And I've been playing every game. I was number one keeper. And um, in my last year, I was struggling. I was I was about five foot seven, I think. Because I, I remember him um, measuring me and having word with my dad saying, like, we don't think he's going to go bigger. And um, if I'm honest, they were right. I was... Like at that age now, touching sixteen, there's lads six foot plus, and corners are coming in, and I'm I'm not getting there. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying, and I was only little, and yeah, it come to sixteen, and it, they they were basically said, um, I think we're gonna have to leave it. You know, I was devastated because I'd been there that long. I thought I'll just keep, I'll be here forever. Do you know what I mean? You just think you're part of the furniture, and. Yeah, it was a shock to the system, to say the least, really. It always seems to be mentioned these days whether a goalkeeper of a youth team gets released as the high. Do you think that's something that should really matter in uh, the professional game, particularly with goalkeepers? If I'm honest, like there's plenty of goalies that I've seen, especially non-league, to name a few, Stephen Drench, uh, Sam Ashton, and you think they're really good goalies. And I, I do want like I think... I was watching Charlie last week, the, the lad Irwin, and he's a good keeper. And um, you think if, if they're six foot odd, six foot plus, they probably would be playing higher because I think, first of all, they want a bit of a commanding presence. And um, you, you do, like, you're diving for balls. You've got that bit of extra reach. It do, I think it makes a massive difference. And uh, over the years, like, especially at the very top level now, you, you go... Um, you go and look at the keepers, they're all six foot five, six six. Like I'm I I grew to six just under six two. Um by the time I was seventeen, I absolutely shot up in about a year, year and a half. Like it was ridiculous. So you joined uh Bursco out of uh when you left Wigan. How did that come about? Um so basically I was a bit down in the dumps and um 
yeah, I didn't know where to turn. I remember playing football with me mate in the park. I was like, I don't wear a gopher here because back then there was no social media and you couldn't really gain contact with clubs. And you know what I mean? I remember trying to look for like training ground. Like I didn't really have many like links to get to like a trial or anything. So basically, um, I'd gone playing like outfield at my mate's Sunday team. Anyway, another friend of mine, he went to um, Bursco. He's telling me about it. So I was like, he's saying, why don't you just come to get your face back in playing in net? So, um, yeah, I went down. And um, I didn't really know too much about non-league in general then. Um, I had my head in the cloud. I'd not really been aware much about non-league full stop and yeah I literally went into the youth team and it was literally on a school field for the under 17s at Bursco and um, it was basically Sunday league games really yeah and uh, just got me playing again and enjoying it yeah and before I knew it I was I was in the reserves I moved up to the under the other under 18s as well reserves and then all of a sudden I was in the first team squad as well I, I kind of did okay and I grew a lot you see I started growing um, yeah, so that's how it come about, really. And this was when Bursko were doing really well in the Conference North, wasn't it? Well, it was actually just before that. What it was, um, the year I went, is Derek Goulden and Chris Stammer's last year. And what happened was, we had a, it was amazing, really. Um, I'd gone from a few weeks playing in the park to in the squad for the um, FA Cup game. And basically, the, um, they did really well in the FA Cup. We actually drew Man United, uh, Burton Albion. Whoever played one out of Bursko and Burton Albion played Man United, and I was all part of that squad. I didn't play, but um, we were getting bloody. I remember one. Well, just before the Burton game, they were giving bonuses out. No, uh, from the uh, FA Cup run, and I thought I'm not going to get anything because I've had, I've had I've not even played. Do you know what I mean? I'm just been part of it. Um, I've only played the odd little cup game, and. Um, yeah, they give me about 500 quid in the envelope. I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh my God. But uh, he gave me my love back for the game, you see. It was brilliant. Um, yeah. And then Liam come the year after, yeah. What's Liam like as manager? Liam Watson, because he's got a really good reputation in non-league football. He's still managing, what, 20 years on from this time? Yeah, he looks after me as well, to be honest. I'm still in touch with him regular now. Yeah, he'd come in and basically he didn't know me from Adam. But what had happened was that year, I was on about the year before, I, I was still 16, I think. I played my first game against Atkinson Stanley in a, a cup game. I was only 16, the keeper couldn't make it last minute. I remember Derek saying, you're playing, Zach, and I'm thinking, I'm only 16. I thought, I can't play. Like, I'm thinking, oh my God, like, I was, I was crapping myself, if I'm honest. And uh, yeah, I did well and I played a few more games and I, I got... Um, I got a trial at Man U, Man United, because I grew a bit. Um, I think they did see me and thought, it, it weren't like a trial was in the, with the under-18s team, it was with a load of goalies. It, I went to and did quite a few sessions with a load of goalies and they basically just absolutely hammered me. And although I didn't get on, I kind of got a bit of a, a good reputation at the time. So Liam had heard off the others when he'd signed, when he'd come into the club that, he wanted to keep me, so he basically just put me straight as second choice keeper. I was then 17 then. And yeah, he, he looks after me, really. Um, he put me on loan quite a few times. He said, after a bit, he said, I'm too good to not play. So he said, 
Uh, he sent me Lancaster City, who were in the Conference North then, who were league above. God, it was like, they, they were struggling for money, but it was brilliant for me, because I was just getting peppered every week with shots and from good players and top ex-pros. And uh, He sent me Fleetwood, Fleetwood for a few games, who were flying at the time. They ended up winning the league, because uh, the keeper, Danny Hurst, got injured. And uh, I finished off at Colwyn Bay. We, we went and went, we were about... 12th and we ended up about 6th nearly getting the playoffs so it was really good it was a brilliant season he looked after me Liam because he could have just let me sit there on the bench do you know what I mean but he got me out playing brought me back here and there to play for him if he needed me but it was good memories yeah just talking about the uh, Manchester United trial uh, any of the goalkeeper names that people might know of well um, one of the keepers there was uh, Robert Zeeler um, mm. who did just signed um, and I kind of knew I weren't getting on because there was, I think there was other trialists there and there was a few keepers had just signed um, who were there, who were the young lads. And uh, this Zeal had just come off from Germany and looked good. And I, I'm looking, thinking, number-wise, like, even if I did sign, like, I, I was never expecting, if I'm honest, it come out of the blue. I couldn't, I, I thought it was a wind-up at first when I got told I was going down there. Um, but it got... The best thing about it was it got me like believing in myself again and thinking, do you know what? I can, I'm, I'm probably not that bad actually. Do you know what I mean? And I can maybe do something here, like. So, yeah, it was it. I got to have a look at the cliff and then at Carrington and amazing setup and yeah, it was great memory really. Just gonna say, what were the the facilities like at Manchester United? They were a tiny, tiny bit better than Bursko. <laughs> Only a bit though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, do there any, any dog crap on your shoe after training, <laughs> so that's a perk straight away. Or on your knees, more for me, diving round, but it's, uh, wow, yeah, different different world there. Did you manage to meet Sir Alex Ferguson or any of those No, staff? no, to be honest, the guy who actually took us, uh, was called Richard, and he's actually been brought back as first team goalie coach mm. now under Solskjaer, he left. But there was loads of other goalie coaches uh, as well doing the main bits. He oversaw it really, that Richard. But yeah, they didn't really get us near all the um, the players. And it was just a good few sessions. They basically just beasted all the keepers and seeing what they were all about. And um, if I'm honest, I think I, I do. Well, I know for a fact because I went on the trial at Bradford City the year after, and they were actually there watching because I stayed at the coach's house. And he was telling me they were watching us. And there was me and another lad. And the other lad, Ben, who they actually signed, was a big, big lad, like, muscly as well. I was only a little rake. I'd gone tall, but I'd still not filled out. And he said that was the deciding factor. He said they literally, so you're on about size before. That made the decision for them. But funny enough, the year after, they got me back in because um, they weren't happy with him. So, yeah, it was good. It was, um, it was a great experience. And just going back to non-league football, at this point, had you joined Southport with Liam Watson? No, so um, that last season, um, I think Liam had, uh, we, we won the league, but obviously I'd been out on loan a bit. Now, I played a few games, so I ended up with a medal in that. And the season after, it was a conference north, and I played a few more games for Liam then as well. And he, he put me on loan at Prescott as well because Andy Gray was close to him. So I was playing similar again, but not as many teams. Like, So I was local. And um, 
Yeah, he'd like, I remember my first game, he got me in the, he filled me full of confidence. Like, I remember him saying we were 18, me and, no Craig Noon, have you heard of Craig Noon? Yeah, I've heard of Craig, yeah. Yeah, so me and Craig Noon were the young lads, in, only young lads in that squad. Mm -hmm. And he, we played Boston United away and he said to me, um, like, he said, this stadium, like Boston, they've just, they'd just come down, you see, because of money issues. He said, mm -hmm. you and Noon, he'll be playing in stadiums like this every week when you, in a few years, he says. Mm -hmm. Um, in the league, I'm certain of it. He said, uh, "Just play today. Have no issue. You know what I mean? Just enjoy, yeah. enjoy yourself." And I just felt a million dollars after it. And we actually won, won one nil. And I think I got man of the match in the local non in, in the national non-league paper. And um, he, he just he was just good like that, Liam. You can see why he's done well because he, he just he's good man management. Do you know what I mean? He makes you feel good about yourself and. He had Tony Mack, who's his number one, who he's had for years and years, but he he, he kind of looked after me at the same time, do you know what I mean? Played me here and there and always looked after me money-wise and, yeah, he was good for me, really. Uh, but, yeah, he, what happened was with Southport, the year after that, Bursko, the uh, owner, had, who had money issues, or he pulled out uh, Chris Lloyd and Bursko kind of went bust then. Mm. So everyone went Southport then. I played the first 10 games for Burst in the Conference North and then I went Southport with Liam. Yeah, and then and then I worked there long and then um, I went Accrington Stanley with John Coleman to the end of the season on in the League 2, which was another amazing experience. Well, was that, you touched on it briefly, say it was an amazing experience. Just talk us through what it was like going back into the professional game when you were like Wigan Athletic. Yeah, well, God... Uh, it all come about quick. Uh, Ian Dunbavin, who was his second choice keeper, had done his elbow, I think, or his shoulder. And um, they were left without a keeper. And um, I think it was about, I don't know, it was about, I think it was about January time, December, January. And uh, Liam said, John Coleman's asked, can he have you? Um, offers. Yeah. And um, he said, I think it'd be good for you. He said, um, it's football league, you can't turn that down. And, You'll only be second choice keeper, but you might get a game here or there and go and enjoy it. And I think first game was against Exeter and the second game was Brentford away. And there's about 8,000 on. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like this isn't Ossetia Albion away, this like or wherever I've played the year before. And to be honest, I remember sat there thinking, um, my God, like I was, I was literally three years ago sat on a field with my mate thinking like I'm not I'm I'm like I'm not got a chance anywhere now and then I was sat on the bench at Brentford in the League Two match with about eight thousand people roaring. I thought, oh, bloody hell like and it was good. It was like I say amazing experience and I, I was on the bench all the way to the end of the season. I played a few cup games. We played against Sunderland who Martin Wagon scored two, they beat us two nil. Uh Tramia played against and I had a few games, did well, played well, I felt really good. Um and uh, yeah, got to the end of the season and Dunbavin come back and I had a choice to make then and I ended up at Charlie really because um, his third choice and money weren't going to be great because they had a tax bill and all this and I thought it, I was pushing, what was I then? I was 20, 21 and I thought I can't really be third choice somewhere and on, my money would have been worse than I would working in for Charlie and I thought I was better off going Charlie to be honest and I've no regrets really. What was it like uh, playing in the football league, playing the likes of Sunderland, Tramia, the others that you mentioned, Exeter and Brentford? 
Yeah, like obviously uh, the standard light was a lot. I could tell it was a lot. They were a lot fitter, and the yeah. standard in training was a lot better. But even like at Bradford City, and I, 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 I didn't mention it, but um, that same season I went to. I nearly signed for Gretna in the Scottish Premier yeah. League under Liam, and then that I went because it fell through because Gretna obviously went bust, didn't they, with the chairman yeah. uh, Stuart McCall rang and said get him at Bradford. That I, I had full time training at Gretna, Bradford, and Accrington. Within two three week, I felt like a different goalie, Rich. I, I honestly like they say you need full time training. I think you do because. Yeah. I felt so sharp and I felt so good and you feel the difference when you stop training every day like that and then you go back to part-time and you're training. Do you know what I mean? And you think it is a massive difference but the most important thing is you're playing games, especially at that age. And it was a big decision to make really because obviously it's it's good off the field as well because everyone's, like when I was at Wigan Athletic at school and everyone's mithering you about football because I was the only one at a club then and you get like a bit not not big headed god but you get like you're proud of yourself a bit and I had that feeling a bit again do you know what I mean because everyone was asking me about football and it's nice it's it's a good experience and it's worth working hard for yeah and also you got the memories as well and no one can ever take it away that you were a football league player no matter how long it was for yeah that's it it was only for a few months to the end of the season but yeah, I'll cherish it. I've got a top swimming name, number 23, a bit on the back. And it, yeah, it is good. It's things that not many people can say they've done. So in some respects, it's good. But yeah, if you go out about it, you always want to further yourself. And you think at times, oh, could I have done this or that? Should I have tried to stay and just dig it out and see if I'd have done anything? Or I don't know. It's it's one of them. You can't really look back, can you? But mm. And then just touched like before about going to Chorley. Did you have the option to go back to Southport under Liam Watson or was that not a case? Yeah, it was. But um, it was the same situation where I basically got my number two playing here mm. and there. And I actually went. I had a few offers and I went train with Southport just to get me um, fitness back. And I was weighing it up. Liam said, listen, stay here if you mm. want to leave. And the first friendly was against Chorley. So, yes, I remember um, it. St- Steve Waywell was there and he said, he started to leave and, Le- and he, was, he had a word with me. And Liam mm. said, play for Charlie today if you want, mm. see how you like it. So I was like, I didn't realise the ground, you know, the ground was quality. I thought, mm. I like it here. So um, I had a few training sessions and uh, I had a speech to him about a few things and I was like, yeah, I'm well up for it. Uh, and yeah, no regrets, it was absolutely brilliant. What was it like playing under Steve Waywell? He was daft as a brush. He was a character him, you know. I've got some stories with him and you think, oh, my God. Did you know him yourself, did you, Rich? Only briefly as a fan. Yeah, he, he, he uh, oh, my God. He was daft as a brush. Like, he'd come up with some phrases and, he, like, one of the first games, he was like, lads, you need to up your game here, um... You're playing like chickens with no heads, and I'm thinking like, did he mean headless chickens? Like, I'm thinking like that's a phrase, a term I've never used. And like, he'd like say, right, lads, the tactics. We need to sort the tactics. The full backs about, and like, and he picked up a pencil and tried to write on a marker board. And like, I'm thinking, is he like everyone's looking at each other trying to be serious? And he was like, uh, 
he'd send us on the field sometimes before a game. We'd all be like laughing our heads off, thinking, "Oh, like he's had his in bits." He, but he don't mean to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He just he said to us, uh, "Wait a minute, what did he say now?" To, oh, that was it. He said um, he, he had a go us about the warm up. I think it was, and he said um, he said. He said, uh, he said, uh, and plus their manager, he does my head in. He says, so I'd love to stick one up him. <laughs> and we're all looking around thinking, pardon? What, he'd love what? He's like, ah, yeah, this manager thinks he should be Man United manager. So I'd love to stick one up him. So we all burst out laughing. And he's like, no, lads, be professional, be professional. So we all calmed down from laughing. And then he turned to Lol, his assistant, and went, Lol? Fancy a quickie, meaning like have a chat. But we all thought, well, honestly, Rich, I was. We were all like going on the pitch, crying, laughing. Yeah. Oh, he was like, he'd always go like. He said once. Um, he said, "Who does he seem to think he is?" He said, uh, "Lol, who does he think he is?" And Lol's like, "I don't know." He goes, "The lad I told you about." Yeah. Oh, oh Berezi. And he, he said, yeah, yeah, the um, French lad. Was, uh, no, the Italian lad. So, and I think he was French or the way around and he got it wrong. And we were just like, oh my God, like, he was, uh, he was a right character. But do you know what? He was a top fella. He looked after me. He looked after me. He was, I, I, I have no bad words to say, but he, he had us in bits. He was, like he said to Josh Kemp, do you remember Josh Kemp? Yes. He, he said, stop reading that, mag that program. He said, do you want, no, this is a, but in the team talk before the game, he said, um, you won't get that at Sunday league level. And Josh goes, you, you don't have programmes at Sunday league level. And he like, you could see the confusion in Steve's head and he just went, but it's not professional. And then just turned on him again. And it was just like, uh, it sometimes just like a comedy show. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But it was good though. Like, all the lads loved him and um, believe it or not, we had a lot of respect for him and... Uh, we loved him really, yeah. It was good. We had we had a decent team really. We, at one point we were like we was going to do the playoffs because I think a few seasons before he'd been a bit grim at Charlie. And we did we did okay, like you know, considering. I know obviously a year or two after he got <laughs> Gary Flickcroft and then you really did take off. But it was good. It was good memories, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It's interesting hearing that about. Steve, because obviously being a fan, you really see him. You see what happens on the pitch and in the dugout. Yeah. And Steve was always sat down. Law was the one who was always shouting and giving the odds oh, out. Law was. I love Law. He's passed away now. Yeah. He? I'm, I can't. I couldn't believe when I read it. I was devastated. But Law was. Yeah, he was very more vocal. One. He. Um, he was a top. I remember one time he he had an interview on. BBC Radio for the non-league show, and he took yeah, me with. Yeah, yeah. He took me with him, and he said, "You need to get um, suited and booted with your tie on and all that." So I turned up with a tie on, and this fella who's hosting it, um, what was his name now? Uh, Ian McGarry. Ian McGarry. Yeah, he had bloody pajamas on with his egg <laughs> on his top and everything, and I'm there with a suit on, like I'm going to wedding. And I was like, lol, you've had me off here. He's like, lol's laughing his head off because, you know what I mean? He's, for a laugh, he just told me to put a suit on with a tie. And I'm sat on radio, no one can see me. Like, But um, it was a great experience. And yeah, he, lol, I've not got a bad word to say about lol as well. He was, he'd do extra wee on the training ground. And yeah, he's, um, I was devastated to him when he passed away. Like, Yeah, I've, I think I remember listening to that. And uh, were, you no. on with, were you on with Lee Shillitoe? 
I might have been, yeah. He might yeah. have been there as well, me and Lee, yeah. I think he was actually. God, I forgot what Lee. I yeah. think I was talking that much crap. I think I blanked Lee out. But uh, I did I did get home. I remember getting home and I, I searched it on the computer not to watch it, listen to it back. Yeah. And I was listening through my fingers. I'll probably do the same with this podcast and I'm thinking like, oh my God, shut up. You know what I mean? Don't but, worry, I do the same all the time to myself. Oh, I'll, I'll listen to this back, don't worry. Yeah. Like, oh, what am I on about? Talk, yeah. I'm good at talking crap. Don't worry. And uh, <laughs> that season, you had a, a, quite a good FA Cup run for Chorley Standards back then. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, I'm trying to think where it ended. Did it end at Boston United, did it? Or was it? North, which and then Boston was the week after in the trophy. Oh, it was Boston. Yeah, North, which it was. Yeah, we... Yeah, we um, I, from what I remember, yeah, I just remember, I think we beat Ashton United yeah. at home. We were quite a good team at the time, and yeah, we beat a few good teams. And when it's one of them with a cup run, I've always been quite lucky with cup runs. You kind of just get that fever, and you just anything can happen on the day in a cup run. It, it's mad. It, it, you can't really explain it because in a league game, you kind of can predict sometimes the results, but with the FA Cup and other cup games, you just don't know how it's going to turn out. And yeah, we just kept winning and I think we played in front of a big crowd at North, which I remember, yeah, and I can't remember the score, but it was unfortunate really because, um, yeah, you, you, if you play North, which even though you're a decent team, you, you fancy you could do something, do you know what I mean, and get a big team and it's always heartbreaking. But yeah, I remember it was a good run. It was, we had a good few games out of it. Um, Northwich got uh, eventually to the second round. They beat Charlton on they did, ITV. Yeah. That yeah. was it. Yeah, that they did. Yeah, so they, it's one of them, and it like you say, they just you just get that run going, and obviously they had it at the same time. And I, I don't think there was I don't know if there was much in it, but they just pipped us, and then they carried on going. And yeah, it's it's just luck of the draw sometimes, or a little mm. thing can go wider the ball can go wider the post mm. or just inside the post it's a difference isn't it and it's yeah it's just one of them things it's good luck to, well well done to them and yeah. they, they obviously had a very good run out of it and probably all got a load of money and bonuses yeah and then just carrying on that season it as you mentioned it tailed off a bit but a personal highlight for yourself you scored a goalkeeper scoring against Cliff we not the only one as well scored for Skem <laughs> but yeah Charlie um yeah, I remember we, Clitheroe, we were losing 2-1 in the last minute. Manager shan't go on, get up, Zach, way well. And I'm thinking, I've been working all day, I'm knackered. Bloody hell, I'd rush my tea down, I'm bloody knackered. So, yeah, ran up. And I remember running towards front post and then just jinxing off. And I remember just totally losing my man. And um, it was one of them where you look up and go, oh, my God, this is coming to me. And uh, I, I remember thinking, just head it down. Head it down, so I've kind of just headed it down, and yeah, it's just it's it's, it's ended up going in. Um, yeah, headed it down. It's got still make gone past and keep with a bit of pace, and um, I just remember running off, thinking, "What the hell's just happened?" And they had a uh, twenty men on me, <laughs> and uh, I think I think after the game, someone said to me, "The last keeper to score open play for Charlie was Tommy Lawrence." I don't know if you can fill that in. I don't know. I've not Who heard that one. Yeah, what? someone said to me. I, I, I was, I, yeah, I was interested if you knew that. I think he used to play for Liverpool when he was a long time ago. But whether someone was just a bit drunk at bar after, I don't know. But <laughs> making me feel good. But yeah, um, it was great to get a point out of it. Definitely. I don't know about that, but I think if you speak to On Chorley on Twitter, 
they do like an on this day. I'm sure that guy, uh, the person who runs that Jack will know. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's actually tagged me in a few things on yeah. Twitter. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to ask him. I, I remember someone told me after the game and I was made up. I hope it is true now because I've told everyone. And then uh, the season obviously finished. Uh, Stephen Law left and Gary Flitcroft comes in. Was there ever the option for you to stay? Because I know you joined FC United. Yeah, there was, yeah. Um, but what had happened was, I think because it was a bit under a mile now with Gary and he, he didn't know what was going on. He was trying to get his bearings. Um, within a week or two of the season finishing, I had a phone call off FC United. Now, I'd not heard anything off Charlie at all. Um, and, and I think I'd, I'd picked up some player of the season award or something. I can't remember what it was, but I, I, did, I did all right at Charlie. Do you know what I mean? And Chris Smalley did as well. He got a few. And um, I thought, I thought, oh, yeah, I think I'll be all right next season. But I didn't hear anything. So what happened was I, I gave FC United my word. And then within a week or two after I'd signed for FC United, I shook hands with him. Um, I think it was Peter rang me saying, oh, yeah, Gary wants you down for training on such a day. And I'm thinking, I've, I've signed for FC United. I didn't know what was going on. So I've had to look after myself. And, yeah, it was one of them. I couldn't really go back then. So um, I didn't end on bitter terms or anything. I absolutely loved it, Charlie. But I just it was at the point where I had to look after myself and I didn't know what was going on. So... Who knows? He might not have fancied me anyway, or I don't know. It's you don't know what had happened. I could have been number one. It's <laughs> it's one of them. You just move on, don't you? But when you joined us United, you had that very good FA Cup run to the second round. We did, yeah, another one. But the problem was, I played all the earlier games. I played the first ten games at season or something, and um, I broke my nose and I have an operation on my nose. Uh, I couldn't breathe it night or anything. I was really struggling. And uh, Sam Ashton come back in the team. Um, it was brilliant why I was playing um, didn't really mourn he, he helped me if anything and he come back in the team and to be honest he was absolutely brilliant I couldn't even it's one of them where I couldn't even mourn because he was that good and, and we went on this FA Cup run and I'm thinking oh my god he's playing all the top teams now and we beat Rochdale on telly in front of but the funny there's a funny story with that um, we played Rochdale on ESPN live on telly Friday night it was about, God, I bet it was about 10,000. They were packed out the stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Margie was going, are you all right from the bench, that? Because you know, obviously, mm-hmm. you've not been back training much or anything. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, don't worry, put me on. So I've not played in the game. I probably couldn't have anyway. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, because we've won, there's been thousands of people on the pitch, ran on the pitch. So I've run on the pitch and some fans tried to hug me and he's literally just touched my nose. And I've absolutely started um, bleeding out my nose. Like, it looks like I've been in Syria, war, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking, bloody hell. So I've got blood pouring all over. I come off the pitch, look like Terry Butcher. <laughs> we bloody, uh, like, bartered in blood. Anyway, I got, I get, we get to the changing room, and some woman's found her way into the changing room, drunk. <laughs> And she's all, she's all giving me going, oh, you're a hero and all that, you're amazing. I'm thinking, I don't think she knows, I've never even played. I thought, I'm not even denying it. I'm going, oh, well, you know, I've got to I give it my best and all that. All lads are laughing their heads off. And uh, I made my boxes full of blood, but it was a great memory. Yeah, we went to Brighton away um, in the second round. Drew 1-1, getting Gus Poyers, Brighton. And then at home, at Berry, it was a big crowd on. They did us 4-0. But yeah, it was bittersweet really because I was absolutely buzzing. To, like, I, I was just struggling to get back in the team but because we were on such a good cup run, I was having offers to go elsewhere saying, come on Zach, come and play. You need play. But 
I was like, well, if I can get back in the team or whatever happens, or it's a great light for everyone to see me. Do you know what I mean? And if you're playing on telly and it it, it, it didn't happen in the end, but end of the day, Sam was absolutely brilliant for him and fair play to him. He, he deserved his run and he, he, he did really well. And he was part of the reason why they got that far as well, because he played really well. Yeah, so. And he said the penalty, uh, Brad, to the believe at 1-1. Yeah, yeah, 1-1. Um, Nicky Platt scored, I think, early doors, and I thought, oh, hello, because if I'm honest, they were top of League One, and I thought they were going to absolutely um, annihilate us because they were flying at the time, and yeah, we we scored early, and we're thinking, surely not, and um, we nearly did it, nearly did it, but it's one of them, is it? It's football yeah. for you. What was it like playing for FC United? Because obviously they. Back in those days, they still aren't now, but in those days in particular, they were getting two, three thousand oh, home yeah. game every game. Part of the reason I went as well, because I had a few offers in FC United, being a United fan myself mm. and knowing what they're about um, in the crowds. And oh, it was amazing. Like we played a few games at Staley Bridge, and it looked like mm. I was stood on the pitch looking around thinking, it's full this place. It's absolutely full. You get Facebook was just coming around mm. then. I'd just opened a Facebook account and I was getting all kinds of ads off of these random people who were fans, football fans, and I'm thinking, blimmin' it, like, I feel like a bloody superstar, I couldn't believe it, like, it's just, it's a, it's like a little, it's like a big club in, you know what I mean, like, it's, it's yeah. like a little bubble, it's amazing, but um, the, the first few weeks we went there, we went to Ireland, Belfast on tour, uh, all paid for, um, we played Cliftonville, we drew two all, and um, funny enough, we got to this nice hotel, it's four, four star, five star, I can't remember, it was really nice. And there was a bar down the road, <laughs> so all the lads are bored, and I'm thinking, I've got to impress here, you know, the managers and show them mm -hmm. I'm a good lad. And uh, a few lads are going, should we go to that bar down there? So I'm going, oh, go on, I'll go with you, I won't drink or anything. So we get in there, and there's uh, a load of women fancy dressed, there's young people everywhere oh. drinking. So we were like, oh, let's get one or two then. Yeah. We don't forget, we're playing day after. I've only just gone. Anyway, it ends up two, three o'clock in the morning. We're, we're in the middle of Belfast, partying with a load of people we've met. And um, we got back to the room. I reckon it was two o'clock we got back to the hotel. And we looked in the lobby, and Margie and all directors are still there. So we're thinking, you know, we're still out. So we're like, what are we going to do? So I think we rang Jerome Wright who um, come and opened the fire exit at back for us all and we all ran in and uh, I was thinking, oh my God, like I'm going to be rough in the morning and um, I weren't too bad to be honest, but they had us up there daily for breakfast and I was thinking, oh my God, this is a nightmare, what have I done? But we drew to all and we did all right actually and we went out again that night after and it was it was brilliant, yeah. It was. I was thinking I can get used to this. Don't usually what? get that at non-league clubs, do you? Going on pre-season tours. No, you don't. Uh, what did uh, how did Margie react to that, uh, Carl Marginson? To be honest, I don't think he was that bad. He, honestly, with Margie, he he was quite. He was one of the lads in that way. I think if you really took the mick, but with it being a friendly in pre-season, and he weren't too bad. Um, I th he he may not have totally knew about it. If I'm honest, I, I'm trying to think if he knew. I, I think he must have got an inkling. He must have, like we were, we he was sat in the lobby with the directors. Now whether they're just having a friendly pint and just carried on, I don't know. But we were like, they're definitely waiting for us. They know we're out. They've probably not seen us come back. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was to be honest, we didn't get told off or out. So he was sound really. And then was it Clivero you joined after you uh, left? 
Yeah, so uh, after the FA Cup run, and uh, I, I had to think, I'm going to have to play. And I knew Carl Garner anyway, he was a top fella, and he was like, why don't you just come into the season? And similar to Corwin Baird, they were about 12, 13th, I think. And I went there, and we, like, not, I'm not saying it's because of me, but we just um, we went on a really good run. And um, we nearly got in the playoffs. We did really, we were beating like Curzon Ashton and all the top teams in the league. And yeah, we, 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 we ended up about six I think um, just one point off fifth I can't remember we were very close to playoffs and I was buzzing really so I was like to Carl listen I'm going to stay I had a few like little offers and I said I'm going to stay next season and I played all the next season with them as well and I absolutely loved it a bit like Charlie I've, I felt like the main man and um, I felt like like I was doing well and I really enjoyed it and you know obviously with your number one like that and got confidence of the manager and yeah I absolutely loved it to be honest did you stay uh, on after that season? Well, I, I went there to the end of the season and I did a full season after that. And yeah. then I had, uh, I would have stayed, but I had offers off Chester, Southport and Northwich, who, under Andy Much, um, he offered me mad money, really. I was like, well. <laughs> and, uh, but the the thing is, they were playing at Stafford and I weren't yeah. sure. I said, I'm not playing, going travelling to Stafford at home games all the time. So I kind of was umming and ahhing what to do and um, that summer I was messing around at work with my mate and um, he's gone to flick mortar in my boot, no cement in my boot and I've put my hand down and he's caught my hand with uh, his trowel and um, he severed the tendon in my hand and I have an operation and everything, it was a nightmare so it all went on all to about just as season was starting and um, I ended up signing for Southport under Liam again. Went to uh, Southport and they were in the Conference Premier then, the Conference National. And it was, again, it was some great experiences. I played a few times here and there. And But the issue was he had Tony Mack as main man and I just couldn't dislodge him, even though I thought I was playing well when I played. I just, he, he was Liam's man in the end of the day and he was just one of them, really. How hard has it been a, a number two, which seems what you had quite a lot at Southport and at FC United, how hard is it just to be sitting on the bench most weeks? It is, yeah. Like, with FC, it was purely down, I think, because I got injured and I left, I got out of the team and that's just one of them things that can happen. But the reason, I probably, you might look and go, oh, he had a few clubs. It was because I always wanted to go higher. And the, the whole reason why I was playing, because I'd experienced training every day and the lifestyle you have and I just wanted so bad to do it so although I really enjoyed it at certain clubs if I had a chance to go higher and further myself even if it was number two I always fancied myself as if I got the chance I'd take it and um, yeah it was when I think it was conference premier we were training Monday mornings it was more or less professional really like I was trying to cram working in between but it was tough we were training Monday mornings train uh, play Tuesday nights or train Tuesday nights but um, you'd be travelling all day Tuesday so you'd have to be off work or finish early Thursday night you'd be training Friday if you're playing down south you'd go in a hotel Friday night so it was, it was non-stop like I was barely home to be honest with work and football but it was all that wanting to get a chance and I played a few games I played in Newport kept a clean sheet who went up that year uh, Tamworth Luton uh, played a few cup games and I did all right, but it was one of them. Tony's a good keeper, and again, it's just hard to dislodge him when they have the number one who they've had for years, and he's just been a keeper, unfortunately. It's just the way it goes sometimes. 
And you touched on the travelling there and staying over in the hotel. How hard is it as a uh, part-time player uh, like you were at South Point, having to cram working and then having to get time off all the time to travel here, there and everywhere? Well, if I'm totally honest, yeah. after the end of that season, mm. I was thinking... I, I literally can't physically do it. I can't physically do it. It's nearly killed me. I've had a go. I've played a few games. I think I've done okay when I've played, but I can't do that travelling again. Like Unless I'm playing every week and I'm in my face is in the shot window, I'm going to have to drop down a league or two. And If I'm honest, I was 24 then, and, and my love for the game was going a bit because I felt like I could had two chances and... I just basically sat on the bench and not had a fair chance in my eyes, and I just wanted to run a games at the top, like a higher level. And I personally don't think I got that, and I don't think I, I think I deserved at least a run of games. But it's one of them. It is what it is. You can't do it about it now, and it, it's just one of them. It, it got to the point where I was like, I'm, I'm going to have to. I can't do that again because the travelling, honestly, Richie, is ridiculous. You, you go in travelling to like Ebbsfleet and. Like, don't get any lower, looting away, and yeah, you just stay in hotels and you're barely working, but you're trying to get a bit of money, to top your football money up, and yeah, so I went to Skelmersdale after that. And what was it like at Skelmersdale under Tommy Lawson? Yeah, it was good, I really enjoyed it, but if I'm honest, that summer I was kind of like, I was getting a bit fed up with football, and then Tommy rang me and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go. They'd just been promoted. I think Sam had gone to Charlie, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah. Sam had yeah. gone to Charlie, yeah. So we needed a keeper and they'd just got promoted to the Evo Stick Prem. And uh, yeah, till about February, January, February, I think we were top of the league. Um, yeah. We were headed with Charlie and Charlie ended up winning the league. But if I'm honest, we were flying, absolutely flying. It got to about December and we played FC United away. And uh, I've come for a cross last minute and uh, I fell on my neck and I missed, I, I, I fell broke my neck, honestly, like, no way you're in midair and someone takes your legs. Yeah. And uh, I thought, I've broke my neck here and like I was in a bad way and I missed um, two to three weeks. And even though I had a bad neck and I could barely move it, I just did like, I just went out with my mates. <laughs> no, like, just when obviously you go out Friday nights, you can't really do it and... I, don't, I just really enjoyed it and it, if I'm honest it put a beam in bonnet where I was thinking after this season I might call it a day do you know what I mean I was thinking I'm, I don't think I'm going to get a chance higher up again or if I do the ageing I don't know whether it, I can go on to the football league again do you know what I mean and I was thinking I'm going to weigh up my options and if I'm honest it affected me because after February we, 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 we sold I think we sold Matty Hughes to Fleetwood he was a top mm. player and then another lad went mm. and we kind of fell away a bit and if I'm honest I think Skem couldn't really go up anyway to the conference because of the ground so I don't think they were too fussed about getting promoted anyway but the last few months I just weren't with it and I told Tommy in February I said Tommy I think this is my last season I'm, I think I yeah. think um, I'm done like I, he was trying to talk me out of it but I just knew do you know what I mean and if I'm honest I, I let a few bad goals in I remember one the worst I've ever done in my career to be honest uh, was FC United actually on pro, on YouTube or something um, oh god I made a howl and I just let a few goals in which I'd never usually let in do you know what I mean and mm. I just knew I weren't with it but the, the best part of that season I scored a volley <laughs> outside the box I don't know if you heard about it we, we played Marine on bank holiday 
in uh, similar to Charlie, it was two the Charlie goal. It was two one with um, literally a minute left. Anyway, I've ran up. It was Bank Holiday Monday, cracking crowd on the way at Marine, and um, the keeper has come and punched it, and he's took a load of men and fell to the floor. He's punched the ball, and I'm stood because I'm thinking to Joe Holt, who was I think he was crossing it, and I'm thinking Joe, wait a minute, let me get in the box. Anyway, he's took the corner. I'm thinking, what are you doing, idiot? I'm not in the box. Anyway, the keeper's punched it, and it's come in the air, and I'm thinking, oh no, it's coming to me this. So I'm literally rich, 20, 25 yards out, and um, I thought I'm gonna folly it. So I thought I'll just try and not hit it full pelt and just get it on target so someone can nick it on or something. And uh, oh my god, if I did it a thousand times, I don't think I'd do it. Honestly, if it was on film, everyone said if it was on film, I'd probably be famous. I volleyed it, I didn't feel it leave my boot. And uh, yeah, I volleyed it, it's gone low, rising and gone into the roof of the net from about 20, 25 yards out. Absolute pandemonium. So it, it gave me one of the best things in my career you know what I mean it was absolutely I was absolutely on ecstasy at that but yeah towards the end of the season I, I thought I just knew I think I was done then do you know what I mean and just touch finishing off on Skirmersdale uh, is it sad to see how they've fallen back oh, down the leagues to the northwest counties absolutely heartbreaking you think the work Tommy did to get that team to that level we were at Honestly, we like I said, we were top of the league most of that year. And I think the season after I left, they were top for a bit and they fell away at the end. But to go from that to, I think they're in the counties now. Now, I know yeah. the, the, the fella who's there now, is it McAnally? I saw the FA yeah. Cup games. He looks like he knows what he's doing and I think he's they're in good hands with him. But it's hard to watch when they've done so well and all the hard work's kind of gone down the drain because probably a few bad decisions off the pitch mm-hmm. and all the money's gone and the ground's gone now as well, hasn't it? Oh my God, like they've had to redo a ground at JMO and it's heartbreaking really, isn't it? But you see it all the time happening these days and with this COVID, there's probably going to be more, unfortunately. It's horrible, isn't it? It is certainly, yeah. It, how important is it for Skelmersdale to be back in, playing in Skelmersdale, not at Prescott or Bursko or wherever else they've had to play? Yeah, I think I think it's always good, isn't it? When you, you don't want to be playing out... The, the whole point of having a non-league club is it being about your town and everyone walking down and watching. That's the beauty of being a non-league team and feeling part of it. And if you're playing, it's like Charlie playing in God knows where, Darwin or somewhere. I don't, it just doesn't make sense, does it? It's it's just crazy. But it, the thing is, these clubs just wanted to hang in there and survive and fulfil fixtures. And there's no one to blame other than the people who, the ones who put them in there in the first place, left them in a mess. And did you retire at the end of the season and have a brief comeback at Culleverell? Well, what happened was um, I, I retired, but I did say to a few people, I know, like, if you need me and I can do it, I'll play for your game. So um, I went to I went to back to Skem because Martin Fearon did his knee. Um, I played a few games over Christmas, went really well. And one of them games was against Ramsbottom, who John Owen Bernard, mm-hmm. uh, Salford. They ended up taking over at Salford straight after and um, the keeper was injured, he'd broke his wrist so I went Salford for quite a few games, played a few games there and um, yeah, until the keeper was right. I did. I, he asked me to stay and even though 
a lot was going on at Salford and I really like liked what was going on there. I just didn't want the commitment. I was I was happy in my life and at work I was busy because I worked for myself. It's just hard with the commitment and I ended up finishing off. I played the semi-final and then a final for Clitheroe against mm. Charlie. It was mm. semi-finals against Atherton Collieries mm. at the Lancashire ground, and we I had a good game actually there. Um, yeah, it was. I was quite shocked because I'd been at Salford not long before that. But then we played the final, and if I'm honest, I, I worked great. To be honest, <laughs> I should have been sent off after about. Did you go that game? Did you? No, I moved out to Stoke uh, about a year after, so I actually. Couldn't get back to it. Yeah, I, I I should have got sent. They scored about five minutes in. And I was thinking, oh my god, like because Charlie was doing well at the time. I thought, I hope this ain't going to be a five six niller. And then um, about fifteen minutes in, he come one on one. Um, is it Dean the striker? James Dean. Yeah, he come one on one. He took it round me and he's caught me foot and gone down for a penalty. And I thought he's going to send me off here. Luckily, he just bumped me. And mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, and then I think Chris Alman I come out for a ball. Uh, he come one on one and through ball. And I've come out and I thought, oh god, I'm not going to make it. And he's just dinked me. It was just one of them games where I thought, oh, I wish I'd have done a bit more training. It was my own fault. I thought it was a final as well at Bolton Wonders Stadium, mm-hmm. the Reebok, and I was a bit disappointed to be honest. But it's one of them. I just I'd give it me all. It's all you can do, but. I played a few good games before that, helping teams out, and that was my most disappointing one, if I'm honest. Did you have a brief spell at Telford United? No, yeah. I I actually signed mm. just as uh, for Liam. I did same as Staley Bridge. I sat on the bench yeah. at Don, Doncaster Rovers away in the FA Cup, but Liam would now and again just ask me to sign a form mm. in case they needed me. Do you know, in case the keeper yeah. was injured, and I think with the deadline in March he couldn't sign another keeper so he'd basically say to me can you just sign for him and if he needed me I'd play and I don't think he need it for Staley Bridge I sat on the bench twice for him one was at Doncaster Rovers away in the FA Cup which was great experience and yeah I, I've helped out teams there and there but I've worked for myself you see I've got two lads working for me and it's a massive commitment and I'm traveling everywhere and I just it got to a point. I got to twenty five, and I just thought twenty six. I thought, I think I'm done. And I look back, and I think I, I was probably right to do it. Really, did you ever consider going into coaching, being a goalkeeper coach? Well, I got offered um, a job at Wigan Athletic, mm. being academy coach, a goalkeeper coach, um, to put me through my badges. And I thought long and hard about it because my friend Aaron, Aaron Cameron, who's uh, now still, he's one of the first team goalie coaches now. He's been asking me quite a few times to go down and um, I've um denied, but it goes back to, uh, like I said to my missus, I said, if I'm going to go down to playing football again, at the commitment that is, I may as well go back playing and kind of, do you know what I mean? Like It's one of them decisions worth thinking. So I, I'm not ruling out in the future, but at the moment, because work's that busy and I like my spare time. I've got a, ch- a kid now. I've got a baby now, and I spend my time with her. And yeah, it's it's something I won't rule out in the future. But at the moment, um, there's no immediate plans. How are you finding? Uh, I know whilst you touched on about it with COVID before. How are you finding it able to watch many games? You mean on the telly or? Yeah, not yeah on the telly. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, well, to be honest, it. I love watching Man United. I absolutely love Man United. Uh, very passionate about them, but as you probably know if you're on my Twitter. But 
Um, with the other games, if I'm honest, because there's that many on, I've lost a bit of interest in there. Like, I do watch the big games and the ones that kind of affect United scores, you know, like, obviously when we were near top of the... Well, t when we were top, I was, like, watching games, hoping other teams would drop points mm. and that. But, yeah, I'm not... There's that many games at the moment. Without fans, it's, it's just not the same, is it? No, it's not. It's just not the same. So it's just like you're watching it and, yeah, yeah you just find yourself playing on your phone, don't you? And you're thinking... Uh, yeah, so I watch here in the games, but United, obviously, I watch every game. And you just touched on the fans. How important, as uh, when you were playing, how important was fans being in the ground, being able to cheer on what you did? Oh, do you know what? It's brilliant. And it's just as good when they're giving you abuse, really. Mm. I, I loved it. I remember we played Chester City away and we were getting beat 5 0. Uh, I think it was Clitheroe. Some fans shouted, What time's it? It's uh, five past Dibbert, and everyone's laughing. I'm thinking, oh my god! But it's just a banter like that. You you do miss it. That, that the fans that um, back you and come up to you after games and give you confidence. And I remember one fan. Oh my god! At Clitheroe, who stood at the boot of my car, this fella, and I, I walked over, and he said to me, um, "All right, Zach." He was about forty odd. He said, "Have you got any spur gloves I can have?" I was like. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. So I get two pair old gloves out. He gets this like biro out. He says, Could you sign them for me? I was like, Bloody hell, mate, I don't think you get much money for these. So he's like, Oh, no, it means the world to me and all that. So then, like, I, I signed them. Went, I thought, No, of it, really, give them him. So anyway, two, three weeks later, he stood at my boot again, this fellow with like an envelope. And um, I walked over. I was like, All right, mate, you're okay. Enjoy the game, blah, blah, yeah. He said, yeah, it's just a little thank you for them gloves. And he gave me this Max Spielman. And I opened it and it was a picture of my gloves on a washing line. And on the back it said, just goes to show, not the end of the line for these old gloves of yours. And I was just thinking, this is the weirdest thing I've ever come across in my life. And like, I think I went home and I said to my missus, lock the door. Lock the door on the windows. Something's going on here. Like... I just remember thinking, like, you come across some absolute nut jobs, but they're, they're brilliant. Like, they're all great characters, do you know? Some of these people, and they always want the best for you and talking to them after. The good thing with non league, you can go and have a chat with the fans. Uh -huh. Like, this is what people like about non league. You go and have a pint with them and have a laugh. And about the game, where in the Premier League and professional levels, you don't get to see the players at all, do you? So, it's so important. The fans are they're the life, they're the blood of the game, aren't they, really? Yeah, they certainly are. I think that just uh, sums up the essence of non-league football there. Uh, just coming to the end of the podcast, just the last few questions, just like a bit of a quick fire. So, uh, first of all, uh, who's the best player you've played with or against in your career? I tell you against. I tell you what. Like everyone, my from my days playing, would probably say Jamie Vardy because he was at Stocksbridge, Halifax, Fleetwood. But the best for me was. Um, Andre Gray, no, mm. from he was playing for Luton. We played, for, mm. I played for Southport. Bloody hell, I don't think I slept a week after playing him. Every time I closed my eyes, I could see him running at me. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think he was the fastest thing I've ever seen in my life. I, he looked mean, he had scars over his face, and um, he scored two. They beat us 3 1. And um, he come one on one actually with me last minute uh, for an hat trick, and I actually saved it one on one. I was made off, I was thinking that, ah, but. I tell you what, he was some player now. I know he's not really set the world alight in the Prem, but at that level, Conference Premier, oh my God, he was 
he he was just whether he just had game of his life, I don't know. Mm. But uh, playing with, I'd probably say Craig Noon. He he really. Um, he, at first, I didn't think he was amazing. Really, I, I didn't think he. I thought he was always a good player, but I didn't think mm. he would ever got to that level. But he went away one summer. He was like a rake Noon. He was so skinny, and he come back one summer and he pumped out a little bit, but. He just looked a different player. He was so fit, and he'd gone Southport with Liam. Mm. We played. They played um, uh, Liverpool reserves, and there was loads of household names playing for Liverpool, and he absolutely tore in bits. And um, Steve Highway went up to him straight after the game and said, "I'm getting you at Plymouth, taking you to Plymouth," and he did. And he, he went on from there, and he's he's had a brilliant career and played in the Premier League and scored at Man City. And yeah, what a guy. Which goalkeeper do you uh, model yourself on, like the Premier League, the Championship, uh, European football? Well, growing up, I was always Schmeichel and Buffon. I absolutely loved him. Um, Buffon, I absolutely idolised. Julio Cesar into Milan, he was absolutely brilliant because he weren't the biggest as well. I used to admire some keepers who weren't the biggest because I thought, like, I knew what it took to be a keeper and you think, I think, how do some of these keepers do it at the height they are? And Casillas was another one. And yeah, them all growing up. These days, who do I admire? Um, whew, I don't know, really. Who do I admire these days? Mm, I can't think of anyone, if I'm honest. <laughs> it, it was De Gea, but he's absolutely um, lost the plot lately. So, um, yeah. it's one will come to mind, but I can't think of anyone at the moment. What was your best moment in your footballing career? Oh, it's got to be scoring the volley. I, I don't <laughs> care. Like, obviously, getting to the football league, sitting in, no, in these big stadiums. I'd love to have played like a few games, but um, more games. But that that was probably the best. Obviously, getting your name on the back, and you know, what I mean, with a football league badge on your shoulder. But um, probably down to pure football. Oh, it's got to be my volley. I've not, every time I tell someone about it, it gets 10 yards further back. <laughs> well, when Marine played um, Tottenham the other week, I had a few people on Twitter tagging me saying, oh, I remember you scoring at Marine, that goal. And I think one person I was saying it was just in front of the halfway line. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I just keep taking it back. But yeah, it was that was brilliant. That I don't think I'd ever do that if I tried. Do you know what I mean? So, And just finally... Uh... What one bit of advice would you give to uh, any young budding goalkeeper who's listening? Oh, I tell you what, I'd say make sure you enjoy it. Don't worry about making mistakes because the very, very best keepers make mistakes. Do you know what I mean? It's just part of the job. Don't get disheartened by it. And try and improve yourself. Watch other keepers and what they're doing. Put it into your game. Like if, I, if I've got one regret, I wish I'd have probably looked more technically at other keepers and what they do and think more about my game and how I can improve and I didn't really do that. I used to just play my game, go home, get on the lash with the lads and turn up Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I wish when I was younger, like I did I did all right. After I left Accrington, I'd say I kinda like took my foot off the pedal. But before that I was quite dedicated and I, I was doing quite well. And if I'd have carried on that or even done a bit more, which I could have done more. God knows what it could have taught me. So I'd say work hard and be dedicated. You've just got to be dedicated. Yeah. Zach, thank you for your time. Uh, got a good hour there talking about your career, your goals, uh, your memories yeah. of football. 
Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, Rich, and I hope um, okay. I hope someone uh, wants to listen to me uh, crap for an hour. <laughs> I pity them if they're listening, but yeah, thank you. If anyone is listening, thank you for listening to it. I really I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, Rich. Thank you. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're on Twitter at non-league That's N O N L G E, and then keeper, and you can follow us all on there. But for now, thank you for listening. <laughs>